Welcome in to the Vinyl Community Podcast. If you're joining us, this is a very impromptu live stream that will end up on the Cheap Plug Vinyl Community Podcasts manana. But we figured, hey, we're going to record this. Why not just push it out? Maybe we get some, some stragglers come in and give us their thoughts. But for all intents and purposes, Concert Buddy, I'm joined by my friends Vinyl Reckoning, Matt and Stacy. I'm breaking it. So oh, no. I was trying to share it to get some people in here, and my volume is up. Remember when we were talking about the thing? Straight to the shadow realm. Straight to the shadow realm. We were there. What's and up, then we yeah. got and then we got Dylan, the record spinner, joining us. Appreciate Hello, the time. Hello. So topic du jour, topic of the week. Safe to say, the record store day 2023 April list dropped. And I don't know about you guys. We'll find out here shortly. But I was pleasantly surprised. I've been kind of, wouldn't say poo-poo in the last couple lists, but I've just been kind of like, meh, when it comes to the last couple lists. There's been some okay stuff, but it's just been kind of meh. And then, of course, I'm sure you can relate. I've gone to the shops, and it, it was a little bit more than meh. I decided, hey, I'm here, and some FOMO, and excitement, and why nots, and all that kind of stuff. But this yeah. year's list, I really felt pretty strong what did you guys think dylan what do you think we'll kick it off i would say overall this year's list is a bit more i want to say niche but i say that in the most like nicest sense possible um the way i see it every year based on the power of the list there is always something that i'm gonna go after like i can always bank on like yes there's gonna be a doors thing there'll be a ramones <laughs> thing and whatever else i mean this isn't i think the first time that I didn't see a Bowie or a Floyd release uh, yeah. lately. There have been a number of different things from those camps come out for record store day, which to be honest, I think that's totally fine just because the Bowie camp is already generating enough product on the mainstream fronts anyway. So what's the point of just, you know, pushing out something in a different Avenue. But um, overall I felt, I was like, you know what, maybe the fact like personally myself, like there's, I wrote out like a small list of the stuff that I'm after. There's a lot of like curious things, but there's only like a small handful of like, I definitely must have this type of thing. So eases the wallet a little bit, but like, okay. like I said, every year there's something for me. Sure. Matt, Stacy, what'd you guys think? First, first, first impressions. My first, first impressions was, uh, so I've, me personally, I've been rec I've been to most record store days. The first one I stumbled upon um, and didn't know it was a thing. But uh, I would say this is the first year and probably the last seven where I didn't feel like there was filler, like weird mm. stuff that no one asked for. Do you know what I mean? Like, although sure. a lot of it this year isn't within my realm of things that i need to have i didn't feel aside from that like correct me if i'm wrong there's like a macho man randy uh, yeah oh we'll get to that but oh, oh yeah <laughs> that's not my jam um but like there there wasn't like weird stuff that i was like who's asking for this you know who who wants this there was um weirdly i've been trying to get into jazz and i see a ton of like mm. like jazz mm. comps Always. that like I'm sort of excited about, but it's very likely those won't sell as fast as uh, they are. But like, yeah, I mean, I just saw Pearl Jam, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm excited about that. Uh, weirdly, because uh, my 17-year-old self and the pop punk brain, the Wonder Years, 
their live album. I think that band is way more prolific than people give them credit for because they're lumped into that genre. Um, again, like the ja- the jazz dispensary stuff, like sure. the, yeah. that one excites me. But as a whole, I'm not like freaking out. You know, I'm not like, oh my god, I need this. But I'm like, this is what it used to be, sure. and like, like and that is true. And I like that niche. Like, I like that. Like, there's a little something for everybody. So, are we going to camp out like we did what last year? It was last year, yeah. Uh, no, probably not. Because there's going to be leftovers or represses for the stuff we want. It doesn't feel like I need something. At this very moment, but I, I'm, 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 it's a good list. It is a good list overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stacy, what do you think? Same, same kind of sentiment. I, kind of, I was a little underwhelmed, but I think um, last year there was a good number of ones that I wanted a lot, and so. So I you're think, comparing. Yeah, yeah I'm, okay. I'm comparing because, um, I mean, last year was the first time in a long time I did it, like, you know, before COVID and stuff. So, like... Can't say that word. Sorry. Before the C word. (laughs) But anyway. But, yeah, I think it was... um, I think I was just comparing. So... But I am excited about the jazz, like he said. I feel like it's an opportunity to find Mm -hmm. um, things that you don't normally get, you know? Like, to expand your horizon i guess to say sure well jazz bombs mike kind of hits on it here he says my top pick for rsd is the walter bishop jr followed by that eric dolphy mm-hmm. so this is a, this is actually a, a kind of a great segue into something i want to ask you guys because matt you said it earlier getting mm-hmm. into jazz so like two years ago i was getting into jazz as well right and it can yeah. be very dangerous because once you start pulling on those those fibers those strings of the sweater you're going down the Miles Davis catalog. You know, you, yeah, exactly. maybe it's like, this is my journey. I started at the Miles Davis, certain mm-hmm. artists I had heard about. And the yeah. next thing you know, you're, you're, you're learning about Lee Morgan. You're learning about the sack Coltrane, the sax guys, all that stuff. And it can get priced like anything else, right? Once you're learning something new, you're oh. excited. And yep. somebody gives you a recommendation of, Hey, have you heard this? Or have you heard Art Blakey and the jazz messengers? So do you find your guys in that kind of a similar position getting into jazz or are you, are you very still like, uh, for me, it's more like there's so much that I don't know where to start. Yeah. So it's like so overwhelming. There's so many different like artists. You can find like the new ones and the old ones. There's like just a ton, like you can find them in the dollar bins. Like it's just so easy to find. So there's so much. It's like, who do you start with? And then it's like, oh, start with the classics. But like, there's so many of those too. So it's like, okay. It's like, so how many to start with? I got a jazz guy. Um, So so I got, I got a, I got a dude that I work with that was very much in the same boat as me where like he was into like, in, in high school and college was very much into like the heavy stuff or like the sad emo stuff. He's like, I'll never listen to that stuff. And now he's like super involved in, in that genre. And I was like, I need two albums. I'm going to two record stores in a faraway land this weekend. I need two albums that I need to find. And he gave me two albums and I listened to them. I was like, yep. Um, I'm not going to tell you what they are because there's two videos coming out, but uh, I fell in love with one of them. (laughs) 
And That's what we call a deep tease, folks. That's yeah. a, this YouTube <laughs> thing. You got to have the deep, deep tease. Yeah. We got two videos coming out on our, from our trip. Little but uh, I fell in love with one of them. And I texted him and I was like, this is my lane. Like, this is what it is. Because it's weird, but also somewhat accessible. Okay. Um, and oddly enough, it was on the, what we effectively call the, the, the holy shit wall, you yeah. know, that every record store has. Yep. And I looked it up and I was like, I don't know anything about jazz. Is that a good price? And uh, I looked it up and of course used Discogs to look it up. And it was about half the price of what it was going for in Discogs. He's like, that one's been up there for a while. So in my brain, I'm like, you haven't updated. Um, and yeah. uh, so I grabbed it and I found one of the two albums in the giant world of jazz uh, that he recommended and I fell in love with. So uh, apparently it's a super rare pressing. What's up? I'm a record collector. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, well, well Mazzy makes a good point, and I think this is true, at least for my jazz journey. If you're newish wow. to jazz, RSD is not the place to start. And I think that's probably very appropriate. Dylan, what about you? I know you work in a record store, right? I don't want yes. to speak. Has that influenced you to try jazz? Do you already listen to jazz? Where do you land on the jazz? So I will say, so the record store that I work at is located within a mall. So we are already kind of subjecting ourselves to a certain clientele, but we will occasionally have the guy that will spend four figures on mm. Blue Note and Verve titles that have been sitting there forever. For myself, my jazz journey, it's not like a go-to genre that I go to a lot. But the thing is, I'm a big progressive rock fan. And a lot of the bands that came out around that time have a jazz influence. Like, I, I do have, like, Kind of Blue. I have Bitches uh, Brew. Um, I'm actually going to... I always say I'm going to do a video talking about my jazz journey. Sure. Uh, but I will say, one album that I absolutely loved upon first listen was um eric dolphy's out to lunch because when i listen to that and i'm and i'm I don't, and i'm a king crimson fan too i listen to those first two records i'm just like okay i see what they're doing and it's literally the exact same thing and i'm just like all right cool yeah nice yeah because that dolphy title it's funny you said that um Mazzy. my boss which before he was my boss he was just a guy i worked with but when he became my boss it's like oh no you have a new boss what are you going to bond over? Well, somebody told him I'm like in the records and it was like the great unlock. And he's like a big jazz head. So once he heard that and he's like, what do you have? And I, and I was like, Oh, I like Lee Morgan. I'm very, you know, basic, right. Basic bitch stuff. And he just got, it was like an unlock. He just like got so excited. He was like, Oh man, you've got to do this. And then, and then the RSD list came out and he, <laughs> he's like, are you getting this, this, and this? And I was like, yo, you got to pump the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> the wallet is only so big right so yeah, yeah. Um, that's yeah. so funny cool cool well said this before but kind of run a show is we're just kind of go around home and i sent out the link if anybody else wants to pop on this is a marketplace of ideas i'll send it out again if anybody wants to join yeah. just going to talk about the list i thought for the sake of being consistent i thought maybe like what's the the three titles that you're ex like excited about or super interested and then maybe like one off the wall title and it, it, spoiler alert it's not the macho man one for me i actually already have that <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna tell him I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell, yeah it it actually came out like two months ago like I would, i'm assuming private press and like those weird wrestling titles are always bootlegs but this was i think as official as it's gonna get for the state of randy savage mm -hmm. and they went you know i saw it on one of the reddit boards it went like that and then came back out 
in, out. So I got a copy. I got one for my son. It, was, it made my son's whole year because he's wow. kind of getting into records and he already likes wrestling and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Now, is the music high quality? I mean, it's it's a 50-year-old professional wrestler rapping. I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of let you figure it that. So. <laughs> so can, can I be honest with you? If Shoot. it was Hulk Hogan and the Wrestling Boot Band, maybe <laughs> I'd be. <laughs> if, but, he's, if he's slapping the bass, if he's slapping oh, that yeah. main bass, yeah. then one million percent. Yes, of course. That's funny. Awesome. Well, Dylan, let's let's start with you. So, what? We'll just go maybe one title at a time. We'll just kind of keep it easy. But what? What's that? That number one draft pick? Let's use a sports axiom. What's the number one draft pick for you? All right. So, dead giveaway. My shirt ties into it. It's the Eric Carr Rockology release. So Eric Carr, for those that are not KISS fans or don't know, Eric Carr was the second drummer in KISS. He was the Fox uh, persona after Peter Chris had left. And um, he had recorded a bunch of demos throughout the 80s. Uh, he passed away in 91. It came out on CD back in like 2000. And uh, Bruce Kulik, who was um, a KISS guitarist in the 80s going into the early 90s, played on them. He mixed the album, I believe. It, now, this got a vinyl press a couple of years ago by a label called The Rockologists. And crazy enough, I was looking at Discogs today. It last sold for like 150 bucks. Like it's gone. But this version, it's expanded to have a second LP of other tracks. And the fact that the cover looks identical to the four solo albums that came out in 78, oh. it's such a nice, like I got excited seeing it. And then, like I saw, it's on splatter vinyl. The oh, oh on it's the all label. the bells and whistles. It's there's, gotcha. There, gotcha. There's the poster that's going to be similar. I'm just like, sweet. All right. So I, I it's, it's worth having a second copy. So that's, that's the number one. Awesome. So I, I'm picturing, because I haven't looked at it, the way you described it, it's very exciting, one. But two, I'm picturing, so is it, you said it was kind of a, a mimic or a, an appreciation of the, the solo covers. So it's, is it him as the fox? Just like yes. Black? Okay. And then, now, and then, of course, splatter vinyl. That is always... Of course. Now, fun fact, and I don't know if they're actually using this, but Eric did say once in an interview that he got a portrait made up of himself in makeup by the same artist who did the the four solo album covers. Don't know if there was a loophole in like Casablanca's contract that he would maybe one day do a solo record similar to that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it never really happened. But sure. I, w when it comes out and I see the credits and I see who did the artwork, that'll confirm it. Man, see, I had no idea. I knew the name. Here's 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 an old right. I saw the name. I knew he was from Kiss. I thought I'm, I'm really going to sound terrible. I thought he was. I thought he was the guy who replaced Ace. So don't don't hate oh. me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's got the shirt, man. I know. Shows what I know. But I, I but I but I did. It did strike out as I was going through my first impression thing. I was like, oh, that's got, that's got to appeal to people who are like the deep deep Kiss Army type. For folks. sure. Yeah. Awesome. Matt, Stacy, what, what was the, the number one draft pick? What were you guys thinking? Okay, so for me, I'm going to go with, and I'm sure if you know anybody's listening to me right now, they're, gonna, they're just going to poop all over me. I'm going to go to my pop punk roots. Uh, I think uh, the Wonder Years Burst and Decay, is it's a, it's a live session. Um, that band is one that started out with like the – the girls don't like me, so I'm sad about it. And then, like, grew with their audience. And now they're like, I'm growing up. I have a family. And guess what? Mental illness is still a thing when you have a family. And, <laughs> sure. and realistically, like, they just write good songs. And 
I'm it's weird. You can play power chords and I'm 35 years old. You can play a you can play a power chord, but if you're writing killer lyrics on top of it, uh in in stuff that I can relate to, like that is what I'm here for. Like something that's like, "Hey, I'm doing everything right and some for some reason like life still just kind of takes a shit on you and you're, you're like yeah it does and and that though that's what the wonder years is for me in college they wrote two really important albums um that i i still listen to with a different outlook but um sure. they just released one of the, probably one of my favorite albums of last year and that band live is phenomenal and to have any recording of them live. So I'm going to go with the wonder years burst and decay. Um, that, that, that's kind of my number one. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, mine. I was just like looking because there was a few. You're asking her to make so, a decision. Right and that's now. <laughs> sorry. sorry. I, now I, I should level said, I did not give homework for this. This was all, that's all right. kind of fly by the cup. I said, Hey, can you guys come up? Cool. Cool. Let's see what happens. We'll be there, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was one of the various ones, uh, the various artists, this page. I think the 50 Years of TV's Greatest Hits one, I feel like yes. I love a good Greatest Hits like, album just because it's... She just wants the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, she just no. loves the Bear Theory. <laughs> but I mean, come no. on. You know there's going to be some bangers on there. Like, just some really good songs. If it's not so. Family Matters, I don't care. Oh. No. Either way, it's going to be great. So I'm excited about that one. It was a good show. But I'm just Carl oh. Winslow for president. Yeah, I love Carl yeah. Winslow. Yeah. I had a cat in college named Carl Otis Winslow. And the only reason... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> And the only reason I named him that is so when I brought him to the vet, they would yell, Carl Otis Winslow. And I'd be like, that's, 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 that's me. Yep. Oh, that's amazing. That's cool. but, you know, what's cool, though, is I think already that kind of speaks to, and I don't want to give the Record Store Day organizers too much credit, but having such a kind of a, a diverse mix, because sometimes I'm sure you guys have seen the list before and it's, it's like we even said this earlier. Well, why did I even think about putting this on another another Cure picture disc or mm -hmm. uh, you know whatever? And it's a head scratcher. But there's to their credit, there are people who are out there now. Some of the things that they kind of take wild swings on will still be there a month, six months, right. years. Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of old RSD stuff in your shop too. But at least I'll give them credit for like having a wide expanse. And we'll kind of get into that a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, so my number one draft pick, since we're going around the horn, is the Van Halen 4 yeah. LP right here, right now. Not because it's my favorite Van Halen record, not because it's a live album, not because I'm Diamond Dave, which I am, versus Sammy. <laughs> but I think, and my hope, my eternal hope, is that this is a gateway to the rest of the Van Hager catalog coming out. And it better so here's my hypoth working hypothesis, and I've talked to Billy Hurst about this too. We share this theory. There's some really high-quality bootlegs coming out, particularly from like Italy and so forth right now, and this was one of them about a year ago, 18 mm -hmm. months ago. And I've noticed a couple of records, like The Creed, My Own Prison was one in the fall, that yeah. about a year, 18 months ago, there was a bootleg, high-quality bootleg, and then an official release. Yeah. Now we're seeing it here. Billy named a couple others when I talked to him. So my hope is that this is the tip of the spear to get some of those Van Halen records, Van Hagar records, 
yeah. that are super hard to find. Some of them, like I think Van Halen three has never been on vinyl. The one with yeah. the, the guy from extreme, but, um, and it's an RSD, you know, exclusive. Sometimes that means something. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes they'll press it a year later, but, yeah. um, I haven't looked at any price points on this stuff, but I can only assume it's four LPs long side after. I think this is up. Yeah. It, yeah. It's going to be a lot of the cheddars, but yep. at least seeing it on the list, made me feel like this could be the beginning of finally the Van Hagar stuff coming out. So Dylan, what do you, I see you nodding a lot. Do you think as, as it should, I mean, I mean, look, I'm a diamond Dave guy, but look, there's more to the story beyond 1984. This is true. Now, Gary Sharon fans, I'm sure there's some out there. Not a bad album. Van Halen three. I've got extreme porno graffiti. I've got all that stuff. However, it's Dan it's diamond Dave or Sammy and, I don't know. So that got me super excited. I probably nerded out a little bit because literally I went through the list and, and to be honest, and maybe you guys feel the same way. I didn't see it at first. I was just kind of like, doom, doom, just kind of glanced doom. over. Yeah. And then I kind of made that second pass and I was like, no way. And so I got real excited. Yeah. I'm honestly really glad I never picked up the unofficial copy that's been like out in the circles as of lately. Cause like that always pisses me off. Like I'll get a boot of something. And then like, like you said, like 18 months later, it's like, all right, <laughs> that's deserved. <laughs> Here he is, number four. How's it going, Jared? Hey, Hello. starting a little late, you know, work got in the way. So how's uh -huh. everyone doing? That pesky, that, yeah, quit the job. <laughs> yeah. Professional YouTuber. That's what we're doing. That's why we got together. We're just all quitting today, right now. <laughs> right here. You look at my name, it's RSD Hater. Uh-oh, <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> uh -oh. are we going to call you the Salt Man? Are you the Mortons to this? Uh, we're having a very positive conversation, Jason. Are we... Are we bringing you back? Yeah, you know, we'll see, you know. Like, the funny thing is, like, I won't be around for RSD Day. I'll be in Den Bosch, um, which is the big record show in the Netherlands. Oh, so wow. I didn't I didn't time it right, so I forgot. Like, I was like, but uh, the good thing is I asked a few friends to pick up a few things for me. Um, but did you guys already talk about which ones you think is going to be hot or not? No, but, but actually, no. no, we were just going around. So I thought just for the sake of consistency – Three titles you're super excited about, like okay. those are the ones that stuck out, and then one maybe a wild card. But um, along those lines, maybe maybe that is like your choices or your the things that popped out to you. Do you think are mm -hmm. going to be the big? I mean, obviously it goes without saying the Taylor Swift record is going to be the one that brings the masses out, yeah. and so it, it's kind of understated, overstated. Yep. But yep. last yep. year for Record Store Day, I was I was I was in South Carolina. I was at Monster Music, and it was. Again, first time RSD out of state, so new experience there. Also, the Taylor Swift seven inch was available. Whole new clientele and more power to them. So it was it was different, and I expect this yeah. from what I'm told by the Swifties in my life, who will rename nameless. <laughs> this is this is an even more coveted title. So His I can only. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even it, care. I love Taylor Swift. No, no, no. Look, I, I had the 45, so I was lucky. You know? Oh, wow. Oh. All the boomer scalpers out there. You know, <laughs> let me hold up. Let me stop the camera and let me go get it so then I can show yeah. it off. You are recording this, right? I'm recording this. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing it. I'm recording. <laughs> so for all like the people like Wax, the boomer scalper, let's bring him down. Yeah. <laughs> let me get the single. So give me a second. Sell it for um, $4 on Discogs and then. <laughs> we'll just watch the, the price. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah no i mean there was gosh i would say um i would say it was about 40 percent young ladies who yeah. i don't want to say were swifties but 
when they were bringing out the Taylor Swift tapestries. Oh yeah, like oh, they were keeping gosh. warm outside, and I was like, wow, this yeah. is. I, it, it's crazy. I will say, since we're bringing up the whole Taylor Swift thing, like, I truly hope that the powers that be, like her label, whatever, got the quantity right for this mm. release. Because I don't know if who posted it, but like, basically, it basically said that the seven inch single for the lakes was so limited that there were some stores that didn't get any. Yep. Which is understandable. Now where I work at, we have two other locations in Pennsylvania. I'm located in South Jersey. So I work there. We got the most copies out of the, all the stores. And I had placed like emergency orders, like like days prior to record store day that we were able to get in. We had maybe like a little less than 10 copies sold out in two minutes. How did you guys handle that? Because I know some shops did raffles, some shit, some, yeah, some shops differently. Basically, so it's funny because I always open on record Saturday mornings. Mm -hmm. Like, I get there, I'm like, all right, who's here for the obvious? (laughs) And of course, everyone raises their hand, like, in the front. And I'm like, all right, guys, this is how this is going to go. Like, I I conduct the line. I'm like, you're going to go around this fixture. All the releases are going to be laid out. I said, the seven inch is going to be right by the register, like, where all, like, the other, like, CDs and cassette releases are. Everyone in the order that you're lined up in, that's how it's gonna go. Yeah. And and, and that's it. And and some people they come in two hours later, you guys got the Taylor Swift seven inch. I'm like, gone in two minutes. Oh yeah. Did I mean, get- we're I I'm getting phone calls to this day at the shop going, Are you guys getting the folk uh folklore long pond sessions? I'm like, give us a call the week of. We'll let you yeah. know. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's let's just get hurt here, right? Oh, all right, so if you're listening on the podcast, this is Jason with the Mega 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 Flex. Macho Man's got nothing on this flex. <laughs> let's flex harder. Let's flex harder. The previous. Oh, one. now I've got, oh, I've got that one, big man. Yeah. I've got that one, big man. I'm shocked that that goes for money. Jeez. Yes, let's let's flex it here, right? Let's not. When Chance invited me, I was like, let's flex here. Bro. We got <laughs> yeah, Jason's wearing the tight black T-shirt. Like he's ready. He, he's ready. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah so jason what what was your let's call it for the sports axiom your number one draft pick i know you said obviously you're going to the den bosch you've got somebody looking out for you i've even told you if i can help you out i'm happy to what what was that one thing that you're like above all else i gotta get this one this one is super awesome Oh, uh, the one I think um, probably the Chet Baker. Like, if I were you and you are like the, you know, you have that flipper, you're the flipper urge, mm. the Chet Baker, the Taylor Swift, definitely you need to get those, right? Before those old VC members, you know, because you, you'll see them, they're old VC creeps, they're waiting for Taylor. I'm just going to be honest here. You've, you've seen a guy like, what is that guy in his like late 50s, 60s buying that yeah. Taylor Swift record? Hmm. Is he really going to listen? Is he Not really into folklore? Like the thing is, go ask them what their favorite song of folklore oh. is. Right. And you'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sort of embarrassment. But when you ask the question, say it loud. Right? Yes. The, the, the focus will be on them. Right? We don't want anybody getting their limbs ripped off because the Swifties may, like, it may be like a vulture if we out these yes. these flippers. But it's interesting mm-hmm. you say that because I, I found, at least last year, it was the opposite, that there were so many people, particularly young ladies, who were there just for the Taylor Swift. Like, I saw them. they yeah. It was either there or it wasn't. And then they left. So it yeah. was a very interesting mix because you would think, parents or whoever brought you there there they maybe they would want a record no it was 
either you have it or you don't. And then it was ghost. Time. And that was so it. Yeah. Kind of yeah. You saw the same thing, Dylan? Um, a little bit. It was half and half. Like the people that like showed up for it, you know, if we didn't have it, some left or some actually stuck around, shopped around because aside from like the record store day releases that we sell on the day of, like people will like, after they get their releases, they'll walk around the store for another half hour and drop another stack. Like mm. it's, that's the cool thing about it. And that embraces, I think the, the true spirit, the spirit of record yeah, of just simply supporting, not just for the exclusives, which I understand if that's the case and that's what you're after. That's understandable. But the fact that people will, spend money just because of the principle of the day right. that's what really hones in yeah how do you guys mazzy's got to go in so my local hands out the list and we choose and they pull records in order so i love that idea that's a great idea i think amoeba does something similar like they yep. have it very yep. organized why this hasn't been adopted more because like i said out of state last year it was a whole different process than i was used to locally so i know everyone how do you guys do it Dylan? do you do similar or do you just first one there kind of thing so or? basically you know we always like i said we always get the calls asking do you guys have this how many do you have this also i have to say 15 years into record store day and i get people asking me can i put down a deposit like can you put aside i'm like yeah <laughs> you know come Dude. on i mean for the most part like i just tell them I'm like all right everything's laid out alphabetical all the seven inches are up towards the front blah 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 like if we have a specific layout i will tell it to the people that are lined up and then it's just a matter of you know the gate goes up and uh it's every man for themselves right. and, and i think that's okay too i I, yeah. it, I i know this kind of is contradictory to some things i say sometimes but if you're there and you've put in the hours like the overnight people you know, like the people who literally lined up, like at my local, it's this group of seven or eight oldies, probably some flippers, Jason, to your point. But they literally, they, they camp out. It's like a community building thing for them. And then it's painful to watch them because their stacks are, you know, ridiculous. But yeah, they also put in the dues and they're camping and they're probably, you know, peeing in a, a Coke bottle. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, I can't, on one hand, I'm, I'm you know, shake my fist. On the other hand, I'm like, I could have got here an hour before them too. But that's just not my bag. I don't really believe yeah. in camping out for records. That's kind of that. This again, talking about the spirit of record store day. I don't really think that that was what the mm -hmm. founders intended. Was you know camping yeah. out at four o'clock the previous afternoon, which is I think I saw happen at Noble Records last year, and he didn't even have any exclusives. There was like people lining up. He just had a lot of heat. He was dropping. Yeah, today, but we uh, we for the first time in her life ever, mm. I think, actually camped out. Yeah, I mean, there was a time before where I showed up, like, a few hours. Yeah. Like, but it wasn't, like, a 4 a.m. thing. It was maybe I showed up at, like, 8, like, maybe an hour before they opened. But, like, <laughs> you went and waited from 4 in the morning, brought chairs and blankets. It was dark. it was, you know. Yeah, it was cool. It was I really was getting fun. up in an hour anyway. But I was, so, yeah. No, uh, but, yeah, I was going to say they're, the way they did it was really neat they pretty much just let everybody in and like it was kind of like it was a line yeah like a, oh, like a snake had, line like, kind yeah. of the and then the records were just in the bins in the front and you would just pick it up and move it and, was perfect and it was great it went yeah. so smoothly and then they had like if you spend a hundred dollars they had big giant boxes of like mystery records or sure. whatever That's some cool. of them had box sets in it and some it was of them, shit they could they were set. yeah it was um, yeah. we were hoping to get a box set yeah. but we ended up just getting yeah. like 
50 records that were probably in their free dollar bin yeah it was it was cool man like but it is though i'm sorry can i mention though before you before (laughs) i lose it because i'll forget at z at zia's because i've done maybe three or four zia's record store days and they just like have it set up on tables and they just let everybody in Uh, that's so that it's funny you said that that's so monster and i love monster i order from them on the line they're very good distribution great packaging this is not a right. cheap plug but they, they do a well job but they did some of that too and, and that's why i highlighted vinyl mine vinyl mine says one of my local scatters or rsd stuff throughout the store it totally blows mm. after camping out for hours it's still a complete crapshoot so unfair yeah, so i yeah. found monster despite being organized like literally they had people line up around the building i saw the swifties with the tapestries all that stuff but as soon as the doors opened it was like chaos. It was like Black Friday. And there was nothing there was no one pointing saying, Go here. It was here's a table. That's why I thought of that, Stacey, because they had a table of the releases. They had bins of the releases. Yep. And it, it was I, I thought I was gonna have to I thought somebody's gonna get hurt. Somebody's <laughs> but fortunately fortunately cooler has prevailed i think i didn't have enough donuts that day or whatever it was but you know yeah. chance like i picked up a jonathan richmond or one of the steely dan uh rsds and the guy one guy was just like oh man i really missed it but he said it in a voice very dramatic and i looked at him and i said out loud are you gonna cry if i buy this do you really want it you know and everyone like looked at us and then yeah. kind of like you know sheepishly, no, I'm okay, bro. I'm okay. I'm like, you better be, you know. Yeah. <laughs> record, like it was like the last thing on earth, you know. Sure, are you sure? Are you, yeah. sure? you know, again, are you sure? You know, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> okay, okay. Man, that's awesome. All right, Dylan. Let's go. Let's go for the. Let's do our own snakes. So round two. So what was what was that next title? The Eric Carr was your number one. What's your number two that you're passionate? So number two. So this was actually a title that I was aware of coming out before the list dropped. There was a couple of leaks that had come out like the day prior, and I like zoomed in and I freaked out when I saw it. And it's the Donnas, the early singles. Okay. Great all-female band. It's literally like the best way to describe the Donnas. It's like the Ramones, the Runaways, Kiss, Motley Crue, like mixed together sound-wise, and it's just phenomenal. Their stuff on vinyl is so hard to find. Yes, I've come close to dropping 82 three figures on OGs just to get them. Mm. Um, But this compilation that's coming out, it's all their early singles when they were on the lookout label i think it covers like very beginning up until like first or second album the b-side has a bunch of covers on there they actually cover a couple of kiss tunes and then upon going on the record store day website um the label that's putting that out is going to be reissuing the first four albums and i am so stoked for that so when i saw that i was like i can I, I can die happily now. So that's number two for me. <laughs> no, I'd love it. It was a take it off. Isn't that their signature song? Yes, that was, oh, yeah. yeah. When they signed to Atlantic, that was the big one. And then there was also Fall Behind Me. That was on the follow-up record after that. And then they just kind of, they did one more album just on their own. And then they just kind of fizzled out. Um, and actually, fun fact, if you guys watch um, that 70s show spinoff, that 90s show, mm-hmm. uh, Brett Anderson, the vocalist, sings the theme song. Cool. So yeah, dropping that four one one. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. All right, round two. Matt, Stacy, let's go. Uh, mine is the Our Lady piece. 
uh, record, the '94 yeah. to 2000. The disc, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I love that band. Like that, that's it. Like everything they've done has just appealed to me. As, as you know, mm-hmm. um, there's like again, it's one of those things. Am, am I gonna line up for it? No, right. Um, it's just not a thing because it will exist after the fact. Um, yeah. the, the, if, if they never repress it, it'll go up in value. And then in six months, it'll go down. Sure. Um, it's not one of those things. So yeah, the, the ROAD piece to LP will be, uh, will be a must have for me eventually. Stacy, so you got number two. I do. Right. Uh, the Pearl Jam giveaway. Um, cool. yeah, yep. I feel that's, uh, I kind of grew up listening, you know, I have an older brother, so that's kind of like a real nostalgic band for me. So awesome. Love them. Yeah. 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 That was one that I think the night before there was that little kind of trickle. Probably Dylan, you saw this too, that of what the list may be. It was incomplete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that one was on there. And, and yeah, I was pretty excited about that because I did, did my little, you know, Google research. And I guess that was a Best Buy live exclusive only on CD. It's right around the yield era. So it's, I'm not a I'm not a mega jammer. I love Pearl Jam. I've got mm-hmm. posters hanging, in, you know, in my in my rec room and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, that's one that was I would say probably yeah, it was definitely on my top three. I'm sorry, that. Jason. What else? What what else piqued your interest? I know, I know you're in RSD hater mode, but there are surely some other titles <laughs> that you're like, ah, if I can catch it online, maybe what's going on? Sure, I don't want to give all of it away, but uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I'll be honest. Uh, I what this is the second choice or the third choice? Second choice, second choice. Okay, so I what I chose the uh, the chat right. So the second one I would choose is that Dolly Parton the Monument singles because there's two singles on there that are hard to get. They were released on a 45, and that's where she's like singing in a very pop soul like format. Now those singles go for like two three hundred dollars. This mm. is now your chance to get them in a comp. So I would recommend getting that comp. Because you're never going to get those singles. It's going Jason, to you're just costing me yeah. 50 bucks. Thanks. Uh, I mean, and then reselling those comps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with those songs, though, when she was no. Um, so no. she was like young and trying to do different genres other than the country format that she's known for today. Right? Okay. So I think who wrote these songs was Ray Stevens. And if you know Ray Stevens, yeah, yeah. he was that country uh, singer, also like comedy writer guy. Right, right. He jokes those, yeah. and he produced those singles, I think, and those things are awesome. So. so time period in her career, I mean, she'd obviously left working with Porter, but is it is it after Jolene? It was before, all way before that. So I wow, think okay. those singles are probably 63, 64. Wow, so mm-hmm. really, really early stuff. Yes, okay. and she was trying to do different things to see which ones – which songs would hit, you know, in the pop charts or the country? Again, still trying to find her, you know. Her voice, her voice, real. I mean, figuratively, mm-hmm. literally, right? Man, well, that's cool. And then, so my number two is the Pearl Jam. Oh, so Stacy already had it, so already knocked it out. Cheater. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it was, it was bound to happen. Obviously, good taste. Stacy's got great taste, so. Um, Thanks. <laughs> all right. So round three. So we'll, this will be the last round, and then we'll get into that weird one that, you know, if it's there, it's it's kind of like you know, I'm there, you're there, 
let's try it out. So, Dylan, what's your number three? What's what's the, the coveted number three position for you? Uh, number three is the Ramones Pleasant Dreams, the New York mixes. Um, I just have to say, Rhino and the powers that be are finally giving respect to the Ramones catalog post end of the century. Sure. Last year, there was the big box set of all the 80s albums That's together. Right. Now, from what I understand, this is like an alternate version of the album that kind of takes away some of like the shimmer and shine off of the production value of the record. Because Pleasant Dreams is one of the more glitzy, polished sounding Ramones albums. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of tracks um, that appear on there that did not appear on the original album, some of which have been out in demo mm -hmm. form. Some are in the bootleg circles. Um, and the album cover that they used is the original cover before they changed it to like the guy in like the top hat and the jacket on the front. Um, I'm excited for that. L like I said earlier in the live stream, um, there's always a Ramones release for every record store day. And I, I always snag those up just there for me. It's Ramones are bust when it comes to punk personally. Perfect. All right. So I'm going to probably steal some of your thunder. So I'm assuming you picked up that box set from last year. Of course. <laughs> and, and, and how do you feel they did? They do it justice? Because Rhino does pretty good work overall, and I'm assuming they invested some degree of, you know, quality care into the catalog. So here's the thing. You know, for a casual fan, someone is going to pick up anything from the first album up until, like, Road to Ruin. Those are the first four. Those are always available separate. I don't think your average Ramones fan is going to go after Animal Boy, Too Tough to Die. They're not going to go after those albums. So I think um, I think Rhino did it right by putting them all together. Now, I think they're going to slowly put them out separately because um, Rhino did that Start Your Ear Off Right campaign earlier this year, last right. month. Mm -hmm. um, and they did Subterranean Jungle on like Purple Vinyl. So I think slowly they're going to be putting the stuff out. But of course, to give that sense of exclusivity, there's the bonus LP of the demos, the B sides, and this and that. So it makes you want to get it for that. But um, but uh, Rhino is one of those labels that whatever they put out, I can trust. It's always decent quality, whether it's pressing itself, sound quality, the source. They they always have my vote in my book. Was it with also the RSD version of the box? Was that on like different colored vinyl? Because I feel like it just came back in stock. But I feel it's just black releases. Do I have that right? So the albums are on standard black, but the bonus LP of all the B-sides and extras is like on splatter vinyl. Okay, that's what I remember. So that's cool. Okay. All right. Matt, Stacy, number three, please. Um, so clearly Rockabye Baby. Um, no. The Queen. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they're Husker Du, man. Like they've influenced so many bands that I love, whether that's bands I used to love or bands that I listen to now. Um, anything they do, like or did, uh, is is phenomenal to me. So that's that's one I considered, but also like, and I mean this with all the love in my heart. People going out for record store day aren't going for Husker Du records. So um, I could be, yeah, I'm somewhat wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, like they're, they're not, uh, and, you know, um, there is only one lullaby creator and it is Sparrow Sleeps. That was my shout out because it's my friend that does that stuff. Ah. Uh, but that, that's my shout out. Sparrow Sleeps <laughs> is the only one that creates like, like, if you were ever into emo or pop punk, listen to Sparrow Sleeps if you have a child, because uh, Sparrow Sleeps it's rules. Great. But anyways, yeah, Husker Du. Uh, just 100%. Anything they've done, I will consume. 
So, yeah. Okay, cool. Stacy. Yes. Um, is this what my third pick? This is your third. Okay. So my third pick, I think, is going to be the Post Malone, Waiting for Never Hateful. Yeah, I've been I I love Post Malone. Oh yeah, we, we <laughs> he's just I, yeah. I think he's just a wonderful person. So. Uh, his his like during the 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 height of the the big C, uh, his Nirvana thing. I was yeah. like, all right, I'm gonna tune in for a train wreck. Let's go. Pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I was just like, God damn! Like I was like, all right, like this is. Uh, my son and I, we had the haterade. We popped open some fresh oh, cans. Yeah. We're yeah. like, we're gonna hate watch this because it's COVID. What else are you doing? Yeah. And I, I got to be honest, he he did really well. You know, of course, Travis Barker was Travis Barker and what have you, but. I was like, you know what? Respect for trying because it, it, you know, that's a big try, and uh, yeah. it's good. Yeah, and it's good, and it's yeah. good. We didn't have a puddle of mud situation. <laughs> so, like, you know, so he's not he's not waiting tables in an Applebee's like uh, West Scanlon yeah. is anymore. Okay, got yeah, it. if that's the bar, like, <laughs> right? You know, uh, that's all I'm saying. You know, got it. Awesome. All right, Jason. What was the third thing that you're like? Yeah, that's a good. That's a good hit. Well, it's kind of a tie. Should I give you two or just? Yeah. Give hey, listen. So here's here's the tie. The Nuggets five LP. Yeah. So the, the crazy thing about that is, if you hit that link on uh, Record Store Day website, it's only showing you two of the records. I noticed that. Yeah. It's not showing you the other three. So Why do you that think is, that is? Well, you know, you run a website, you mess up. If you're on the RSD committee, you know, mm. who knows? So that's the mystery, right? And I can see that one going for a lot of money. Because, again, the information is incorrect on the website. Um, maybe I'll email them and then ask them. I know somebody on the committee, so I will ask. Um, and the other one is the Prefab Sprout, uh, the Stephen yeah. Queen record. Now, that record came, I think, in, what, early 80s or something? Mm -hmm. uh, I think Mazzy can correct me. Or John Bandy, if you're familiar with them, you can correct me on that. Um, because that got reissued back, I think, in 2017 or 2019. And... Uh, that it's like a, actually an acoustic version of that album. Mm. That special, I mean, that special release that came back then is going for, I think, $150, $200. Wow. So now that they're reissuing it, now is your chance to get it. You miss it now. Like, I think that's your fault. See you later. So, yeah. Jason, is, so Hit Priest has this question. Is it the Nuggets box set? I'm assuming yes. asking. Okay, okay, got it. Perfect. All right, so that was the tie for third one. Tie for third two. Yes. Definitely. I have a list, you know. So I, I did my homework, Chance. I don't know. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> the thing is, I also found out that, like, you know, I'm not going to be around. So I had to, like, whittle down this huge list, you know, and give it to my friend and say, like, hey, like, if you can get these, you know, I'll come and meet you, you know, after Den Bosch. Like, I'll come to New York and we'll, oh. you know. You know. So, so Mazzy says there, I think the Nuggets box is the same as the older expanded nuggets cd box is that okay vibe with what you're hearing jason or what you know about it well Mazzy, how many cds are in the box can you write the Mazzy? can you write those the comment or i'll look it up also while we're waiting for that i'm just like jason knew there was homework 
And <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like I'm used to like, you know, just doing the research, like especially on like he like already had a list. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the list and then the second list and then he you have a contingency plan. You've got yeah, yeah. He's probably yeah, like, yeah, oh, like yeah, the thing is you can't get it. I mean, and the crazy thing is because this what we're getting is the US record store day, right? Yeah. The UK version has got all these other things like mm. Echo and the Funnyman, Susie and the Banshees. Like yeah. it, it was like a dagger in my heart. Like, oh, no. you're not getting the Susie and the Banshees? You're joking. You're joking, mm. right? So then right I thought, like, crazy enough, like, well, I'll just go to Amsterdam and like go <laughs> and then I can imagine, you know, like I'm hanging out with Michael 45 and Stunty and they're going to be like, where are you going? I'm going to Amsterdam because I need to get those record store day specials. <laughs> you know, and they're going to look at me like, no. I'm picturing you guys at a hookah bar and you guys are reflecting on Den Bosch being this great success. And then you're like, Hey, I've got to go. <laughs> well, I think we're going to have fun. Like I think uh, if you saw their special last year, right, right. they were kind of looking for a lot of obscure things and stuff. Definitely. And it, I felt like in some ways, some people were happy with that and others that kind of like, they were not cool with it. You know, they, they thought like this was only for a special crowd of people. And uh, to me, it's like, I'm going down there not just to meet them, but also to have fun and bring back, you know, like, you know, I want you to be able to find these records. It's not an exclusive club, you know? Yep, yep. I want you to, you know, if you have the chance, go to one of the biggest record shows in our, you know, in globally, you know, and try to get deals. And that's what I'm gonna do. You know, other than like you know having them make fun of me and vice versa. Uh, that's that's just gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Are you going kind of eyes wide open? Because that's usually how I go. It's like when I go to Austin every year. It's usually eyes wide open. Of course, there's things I'm kind of looking for. Back of my head. I'm sorry. Sorry. Too soon. Too soon, man. Hello, I heard, buddy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I mean, at this point, like um, for like record spinner and vinyl reckoning, you guys don't know me, but. Like my background, like I've been collecting for over 20 years, but what the hell do I know? But like I've seen, you know, prices fluctuate and I've been at that stage now where I have most of the dream records, you know, I've always wanted. I'm not trying to brag, but that's after, again, having great mentors, teachers. And, you know, my motto is it's like, yeah, you have your dream records and I know they're expensive now, but one day you'll get them for the price that's right for you. Hmm. I can't define that. That's for true. You. That's that's a beautiful sentiment, honestly, because for, it out. be patient, you know, I know yeah. that in our times, there's a lot of impatient people. That's like, right. You know, I'm not Mike Esposito. I'm not going to go buy all the <laughs> OJCs, you know, of the right. world or any of that, you know, or just buy, you know. <laughs> you know, tool, tool test pressing, yeah. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Buy like a Nick Drake fruit tree, you know, or the you know, one of those and be like, you know, I kinda <laughs> like this, but maybe I'll listen to it later. Like, no, no, no. Buy the records, you know that you want to listen to, like let somebody else, you know, give the music back to the people. Yeah. yeah no, I, I know we're, I, I know we're talking about RSD, but like that, that was absolutely beautiful because it's so funny. The, I don't know what our, what your like genre is or multiple genres or what your lane is for collecting records, but mm -hmm. I've been collecting since, you know, on and off since I was 15. So about 20 years and kind of seriously for the last 10 maybe 15 i have those records those like hard to find records that like the people of my generation in the music i grew up with would would 
kill for. And I'm just like, yeah, I spent like 12 bucks on it like 12 years ago because that's what it was going for. And I bought it when they dropped it. And now that record goes for like $300. And I'm just like, don't spend $300 on this record. Yeah. It will die. Like the market will die. And like it's just it doesn't make sense, but like it's the first time I've seen somebody out or from what I can tell outside of like the genre of collecting and the in in the world of collecting that I live in sure saying, I hey Siri, um <laughs> it, that uh that I live in actually say something like that. Um I don't think I've personally ever spent more than ninety dollars on a record and there's I'm there's nothing I'm pining after. Um, because I have patience sure. and, and, that, and that's yeah. what it is. It's this now the, the, the collecting world we live in requires so much patience yes. and, and I don't think people are understanding that. And that's, you know, and, and that's my piece. That's what I got. The Swifties uh, don't. The Swifties don't get it. Man. <laughs> it's what, it's, it's that's all right. I, They're 12. Leave them alone. This is, this is what we're cutting, first of all. Stop. I'm so, so breaking news, Matt and Jason have a new channel called Vinyl Philosophies coming out <laughs> after this live stream. We're debuting it. No, it's because it's nice. baby. No. no. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So, so rounding third, I'll, I'll say my... Last pick was uh, Scott Weiland's solo record, 12 Bar Blues. Cool. It's never been on vinyl. Actually, I, I saw the, 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 the CADs, the, the specs. It looks like a green vinyl. Um, I know this was after he kind of left or was fired. I know it's kind of up in the air, depending on who you ask. If you ask the DeLeo Brothers or you ask the Weiland Camp, it was, I left, they fired me. But it was before Velvet Revolver. So it was kind of like this album that he was just kind of like trying something different. Um, that was one that literally when I saw it, kind of jumped off the page to me. Like I said, I missed that Van Halen the first time around, but I went right to Scott Weiland, so uh, super pumped about that. All right, home stretch on this convo, guys. Let's talk about that interesting title that it, it's not your top three, but it's something like if it's there for whatever reason, if it's something, it's just a why not, or you know, maybe kind of like talking about the Chet Mono something, you're like, there's you know a why not grab. Dylan, we'll start with you. I think for me, it's, it, you know, that kind of lends itself into like, I basically made a list before we went live of like all the stuff <laughs> that I know I'm going to be. Why is no to. one telling us about this homework? <laughs> homework on the bottom, freestyle <laughs> on the top. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, it kind of teeters. It's between one or the other. So right off the bat, there's the reissue of Beggar's Banquet by the Rolling Stones. I already have two versions of it. I have a clear vinyl version in stereo. I have the colored mono box set. This is like on colored vinyl. You know, if, if that's if I was to get that, then obviously that's an upgrade copy. You know, I'll part ways with my clear and that's fine. But in terms of like a blind buy type thing, I'm going to go with the Spinning Gold soundtrack. Uh, Spinning Gold is a movie that's coming out relatively soon. And just to tie it all in, um, it is about Neil Bogart and his label, Casablanca Records, which, sure. of course, Kiss was on. And they also had Parliament. They had Donna Summer. So it's kind of more so just down to the kiss connection um spoiler alert i don't know if you guys have like seen any like previews or whatever but they dropped a clip of kiss playing in the film i don't think they got the clearances to use the makeup 
and it's atrocious. <laughs> but yeah. it's the history. It's the yeah, history yeah, and yeah. the connection that is like, okay, I feel like I have to. So that's right. kind of my blind kind of pick. Awesome. Josh D's got a really good point. And this is something I've been really trying to focus on this year myself. I would rather buy one really expensive record than I that I like than buy 100 junk records from the dollar bin. Amen. Boom. Amen. Preach. Well, listen, Preach. Josh D, you know, that's what <laughs> like Bob Wax could do, all right? Get it straight to your head, man. Uh, all right, Matt, Stacy, what, what's the what's the one that, hey, hey I'm there, you're there, uh, coming home? For me, the Soul Asylum, M MTV Unplugged. Unplugged. Yeah. 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 Like it was, you know, it's, it's a band I love and that I listened to a lot when I was younger. Um, but it, it's just, I've actually never heard that performance. Um, and for me, that's just like, that's pretty cool. The Pearl Jam one kind of kicked ass. So, uh, you know, why not? Yeah. Maybe, uh, the cranberries. Uh, cool. and I feel like, that's my choice for that one because last year I got the Remembering Dolores one. Okay. So I feel like I'm good <laughs> with that. You know, like I like, I mean, I just feel like, you know. I mean, Zombie's tight. Well, yeah. It's a great song. But yeah. yeah. So yeah. All right. But um, I'll probably, I don't know, that one will probably get either way. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Jason, with all the pre-planning you're doing, is I guess would this one also fall within the confines of somebody like you're telling somebody to get this one, or is it some, is it like a second tier? Like, hey, if it's around, no, it's no, no, it's the former. Someone's got to get it. All right, I would suggest Raphael Sadiq, who was from Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah, you need to get this. Uh, I think it's his first album. The way I see it, it's uh, they released it. I think well reissued it. That thing is going for 100, 150. This is it. Don't miss out on this. Like, you want to flip it? This is another good one to flip, you know? Shut up, Jason. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> Jason's up to about $100 running my bill yeah, over right, here. With this. Right. What is it going to sell? Like, what, 25, 26 new or 32, yeah. right? Yeah. Again, like, you yeah, could no. get this. And no, he, really he, good music. Like, he's doing more Northern Soul. This is perfect if you're into that. No, the point, and, I, and I've I've approached Record Store Day similarly the last couple of years, where if it's been something where exactly what you're saying, Jason, if I'm kind of interested, lukewarm, it's yeah. now get it now, or you know you're you're fighting the resale market, you're fighting the tide and the current of the resale market, and at worst, let's say it doesn't agree with you, you want to get off of it, like my friend Brandon always says, it's money on the shelf, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can definitely get off of it, but yeah, that, that's that's kind of the catch twenty two is you got to strike or Forget about it. So yeah. where's every? You're from St. Louis, right? And then where's everyone else from? Dylan, I'm from Dylan. South Jersey. South Jersey, okay. Uh, I where I'm. I mean, we're currently living in North Carolina. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now hang on. Are you not claiming North Carolina? Are you still? You're still. I don't claim. No, listen, man. We've lived in. Who are you claiming, dog? Come on. <laughs> where are we from, or where do we live? Yeah. <laughs> you know? From New yeah. Hampshire, the bath salt I'm capital. I'm from of Louisiana. The world, so, okay. yeah. um, but you live in North Carolina now, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And it's not like. And have you been to the RSD in your new city, in your city? Not yet. Not yet. Not We've yet. been here for less than a year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, last year we did, we lived in Austin last year. So we okay, yeah, Austin. I used to live in Austin too. So like 
you know, end of the year, you know, break away, you know. Oh, shots fired. Shots fired. Spin Doctor and his vinyl mayhem says, What's wrong with North Carolina? Nothing's Nothing wrong. Nothing is wrong. I want to be very clear. We're not, we're not. Uh, I was, we were judging. confused about the question because it was, Where are you from? Yeah. And oh, we were sorry. like, Wait. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, we, yeah, where are you currently live? So, I mean, and Dylan, you don't have any trouble getting any records in Jersey and South Jersey, right? No, not at all. I mean, in terms okay. of like, the shop that I work at is the only real shop within like ah. rural South Jersey. Cause like okay. once you start branching out close to Philly, that's where you get like all the small towns with other shops. It's not hard whatsoever. Okay. But I mean, so let me back up this question for you then. Like, um, do you take part in the ordering of the RSD titles? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm actually submitting my order tomorrow. So Jason has a list. If uh, <laughs> you have the record spinner at Gmail, uh, just... <laughs> no worries. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. No, oh, we're yeah. seeing the Taylor Swift seven I'm inch good. make an appearance again. Jason is letting us know. I'm good. You know, let's let's just. I'm good. I'm oh. good. Clear. I almost oh. said that would be my there. If it's there. That's I, I've actually never <laughs> seen one before. Like I've never seen the vinyl before because my my best friend is a diehard Swifty. Hers is still sealed. Like nice. I'm like uh, I'm like, what, what do you plan on doing with it? Oh, <laughs> uh, now he's showing yeah. the record so of your done, podcast. This is, this is it, right? That's yeah. gorgeous. I mean, folklore like lying down. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Dude, there you it's, go. I, what's wrong with Taylor Swift? Nothing. She makes some bangers. Like, there. not gonna lie. Folklore was the album that sold me. When I what heard is, that, I was like, okay, what? I get it. I yeah. get so you it. like right. the national is what you're saying. Well, me too. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, know what? It's funny. Like, I've never dug into the the national much. You're weird, oh. man. Like, <laughs> not for me. Chance, but, you, like, you, want me Chance. Chance but, but, you want me to break the live stream? Do you want uh -oh. me to break your live stream? Uh -oh. Let's break it. I'll go Let's get break it. it. Break right. it. Well, hang on, hang on. I'm going to wrap this portion up because this will go on the pod tomorrow. But that was that was our kind of initial deep dive. Now, if you're, if you're watching live, we're gonna just going to keep going. But for the sake of time, that was our initial kind of first impressions of the list. So Vinyl Reckoning joined us. Matt and Stacy, Dylan, the record spinner, thanks for joining us. And then Jason Ross, thanks for joining us. See you next time on the Vinyl Community Podcasts.